Welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa Caprio. Do you believe in magic? What if you were told that all you had to do was get a little creative and work a magic spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Here on Postcards to the Universe, we will share manifesting, tips, postcards, creativity, abundance, and prosperity. Here is your host, Melissa Caprio. Hello, and welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. Happy Wednesday. How is everybody doing? I hope you guys are doing well. Um, Today, I have author and TEDx speaker, Christian De La Huerta on, and he's going to join me in just a few moments. Uh, For those of you who listen to my show every week, thank you for returning to listen to it again. And for those of you who are new to my show and are listening for the first time, welcome. A little about me, I am also an author and a photographer, and my book is titled Postcards to the Universe, Harness the Universe's Power and Manifest Your Dreams. And in my book, there are 30 manifesting stories along with photos photographs that I took of the contributors manifesting postcards. And in it, I include writing exercises that helps us get clear on what we want to manifest and a toolbox full of fun tips, tools, exercises on how to manifest love, money, health, career, abundance, and much more. So if you're interested in doing inner work and reading people's incredible journeys of transformation, inspiration, and manifesting, please go to your favorite bookstore and purchase a copy. Now, each week I share a magical message that I like to post on Mondays, and it's an image of a manifesting postcard that I photograph with an affirmation that I like to focus on for the week, because I believe using affirmations daily is a powerful way for for it to become a new belief in our lives. Now, this week's magical message is a little different. Um, This one is, uh, you will find the love of your life. So I was traveling um, last week, and I was in this little town, Eureka Springs, which is a really cool town, by the way, a very artsy, like totally up my alley. And I was walking through the forest, lots of trees there, beautiful weather. It was really, really nice. And I was actually thinking, what was I going to do for this week? And I happened to come upon a sign, literally, in the woods. I mean, seriously, it was just laying against a rock, and it said, you will find the love of your life. And I thought, hmm, that's really interesting. So, of course, I took a picture of it. And I thought, well, yeah, we all want the love of our life, right? But what about the love of our life being ourself, right? Self-love. Because we're with ourselves from the moment we're born till the moment we die and every other life after that in eternity. So we might as well figure out a way to really find true self-love. And self-love is our fuel. It's the foundation for who we are and what we are. And everything Everything that comes to us builds on top of that foundation. And if your self-love isn't solid, it shows up in your life. And for those of us who have experienced the power of self-love, you can see that the effects can often feel really magical. The moment we start loving ourselves, we experience shifts, and they're positive shifts. doesn't mean we have everything we want, but we start to feel really good in our own skin. And life begins to move forward, I believe with more ease. And I think things manifest and come to us much quicker when we when we have self-love and self-worth. And loving ourselves first and creating that deep internal relationship has countless magical benefits. 
And in order to create that loving relationship with yourself, you have to recognize what are your needs. We have to ask ourselves, what are our needs? We're always asking what everybody else in our life needs. What do you need? What do our friends need? What do our families need? Our partners, our spouses, our children, our parents, everybody else's needs. What about your needs? The first thing I would do is identify your needs and make them a priority in your life. And it's not about being selfish. Self-love is is about being compassionate to yourself. And I find if you can do at least one daily act of self-love a day to show yourself that you have respect, love, and care in your life, you're going to see things shift and change dramatically. So find something that makes you feel good, something that makes you feel like a little gift that you can give to yourself and do one little act a day and just see how that shifts your life. So it was really cool that I discovered that as I was exploring a new town with my camera and I thought, how perfect, right? There's no accidents. So if you want to see my magical messages that I post each week, you can find them across any of my social media platforms, Postcards to the Universe. And if you happen to be on Facebook and you want to join a group to feel inspired, I have a Facebook group. It's public called Postcards of Love. So you can find me over there too. Okay. So next week I have as my guest, Bo Bissett. Bo is an this is new to me, Ammo Knee Healing Guide in charge of exposing the self-awareness necessary to find the healing inside us to make lasting changes. And Ammo Knee is a blended philosophy incorporating kinesiology, which is muscle testing, meridian release points, pranayamic breathing, and NLP. So it'll be interesting to see um, what he has to share with us next week. But <clears throat> to get to and to introduce you to my guest today... Christian De La Huerta, award-winning author and TEDx speaker. Christian is a sought-after spiritual teacher, personal transformation coach, and leading voice in the breathwork community. He's the founder of Soulful Power, offering transformational retreats and workshops, awakening participants to their deeper sense of purpose, empowering radical internal and external shifts. And Christian says, quote, when participants can uncover and overcome long-held fears that hold them back, this is when they begin to experience the true joy and fulfillment of living on purpose, which also allows them to become catalysts for our planet's spiritual and cultural evolution. And that's an end quote from Christian. And you can find out more about him if you go to his website, soulfulpower.com. That's soulfulpower.com. Welcome, Christian. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Me too. So I'm going to let you share in your own words a little bit about who you are and how you got into the kind of work that you're doing today. Well, first of all, I want to say, you know, how much I resonated with your opening um, talk about self-love and the difference between selfishness and self-care. Um Totally in agreement with that. And and for me, the journey uh, to self-love was, was long. Um, my adolescence was one long depression, mm. you know, with suicidal thoughts here and there. Um, you know, nothing serious, but I did fantasize mm. about it. And mm-hmm. 
the the beauty and the power of this work that you and I are pointing to, the 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 work of self healing and self transformation, is that flash forward to today, and no matter what the details are in my life, no matter what the circumstances, whether a relationship works out or it doesn't, whether a project I mean, whether a project succeeds or it fails, in quotes. Uh, never, ever, ever do I question my sense of self, my self-worth, my self-love are like firmly established. Mm-hmm. And and I know that if that can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. Um, and it's part of what I, you know, what I talk about the journey that I carry the, the reader through in this new book that, that we're going to talk about today. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. No, you're right. Because if you, if you have deep self love and appreciation for yourself and something that you're creating say fails, right? It just doesn't take off the ground. You don't berate yourself like somebody who would criticize themselves, who would say, oh, you're a failure, you're a loser. This is how we talk to ourselves, right? But somebody who has deep Mm -hmm. self-love would say, hmm, maybe this wasn't what I was supposed to do. There's a reason this didn't work out. This is going to lead me in another direction. You don't berate yourself for something not succeeding when you have true self-love. And people are terrible the way they talk to themselves. Terrible. Oh my God, oh my God, the things we tell ourselves inside of our heads, we would never, ever say to anybody else. Never. We have such a, a harsh inner judge inside of our heads. Um, and and what you're talking about also extends to relationships, because you know, we think that if the relationship didn't last till, you know, till quote unquote, death do us part, mm-hmm. um, then it was failed. It's like, wait a minute, who made, somebody made that up along the way. My, mm. my belief is that as long as we're growing, as, as, as long as growth is happening and we're learning and we're becoming better human beings, more empowered human beings, more heart-based human beings as, as a result of a relationship, then it worked. There's no failure uh, necessary there. Exactly. It took me a while to get that. It took me a while to understand that the relationship didn't fail. It just served its time and I got what I got out of it and they got what they got out of it and it was time to move on. Right. That doesn't mean it was a failure because we didn't stay together right till death do us part. Right. Some relationships are not meant to. And and nowadays, you know, I, I, I think more and more people are growing through relationships and not staying in places where they probably really shouldn't, you know before we kind of did that. (laughs) So, yeah. And it is, it's all about self-regard and self-love and self-esteem and putting our own needs first because I find that when I'm depleted, I'm no good to anybody else. Right? Right, right. Which which goes back to what that discussion about selfishness and Mm self-care because we we are conditioned to believe that self-care is selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's not. It's the opposite of way around. It's like like you know the metaphor when you when we first ride an airplane. When we get on an airplane, the first thing they tell us, put on your mask first before True. even that of a child. Mm-hmm. And that's because if, if we're not taking care of self, we're you know we're we're not good for anybody. And and for anybody who's listening to this kind of of a podcast, postcards mm-hmm. to the universe. We're all so, you know, service-oriented people. We're about making a difference in this world, about healing ourselves, about healing the world and healing others. And and here's a way that's helpful to think about service. Think of it about the service to kind of like a three-prong, the tripod, service to 
the sacred, the sacred, you know, service to the universe. Um, another one is service to humanity, service to the earth. The third one is service to self. If we don't take care of that one, the tripod can't stand. And then what happens is that service turns into resentment and it turns into servitude. And we start getting bitter about it because we're giving, giving, giving and not receiving. And, and it's because we haven't put that into the equation, which is self-care. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, um, you know, as it's like, like you said in the beginning, you said it was a raw, a long road for you to get where you are. Right. And it's been a long mm-hmm. road. There's been a lot of painful experiences that I know you've had that I've had in my life that have taught me some serious lessons and have made me look at things differently and made me ask different questions, you know, about, what what I'm doing? What's my purpose? Why am I here? There's got to be a bigger reason. And I know you do that too. So I really want to talk about soulful power. So why don't you share a little bit about what soulful power is? Well, let me zoom out a little bit and start by saying that most of us have an ambivalent, and I would even say conflicted relationship to power. Mm-hmm. Part of us wants it. Part of us is afraid of it. And I think what we fear is that if we really stepped into our power, if we really beat all of who we are, then other mm-hmm. people wouldn't be able to handle it, and we'd end up rejected and alone, and, and who wants that? Mm-hmm. We also fear that we might abuse it, and no wonder. All we've got to do is turn on the news any given day to witness at least one abuse of power. Right. Then we've also been conditioned to believe that power is a negative thing, power is a bad thing, with quotes like, power corrupts. And absolute mm-hmm. power corrupts absolutely. What they didn't tell us about that quote is that Lord Acton was speaking specifically about political power, not mm-hmm. personal power, which is what right. we're talking about here. And so when you add to that mix, the fact that we've been conditioned to also believe that the emotions are weakness, and, and you know, especially men, little boys don't mm-hmm. cry, and so many faulty assumptions in that, why don't little boys cry because only little girls do, and that's weakness? It's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We can we can take away those assumptions really really easily um, that the feminine is weakness or that the emotions are, are weakness. Uh, but what happens is when you put all that into the mix, we what happens is we we end up giving away our power, our innate, inherent power that nobody can give us, nobody can take it away. We are the only ones who can give it away. And the sad part, Melissa, is that the the, the, the lamest of reasons that we give it away for. We, we say yes when inside we feel no for, for an illusion of security. We, we stuff ourselves into tiny little boxes so as to not rock the boat um, for, for a false sense of acceptance. And, and, and we settle for crumbs of pseudo-love. And so it's not an effective strategy. So what this book talks about is how do we step into power in a way that's not about hierarchy, control, fear, force, domination? How do we step into power in a way that doesn't require that we push anybody down, step on them in order for us to feel powerful? Mm. And yeah, when you have true self-love and self-esteem, you don't want to step on anybody else anyway. (laughs) That's another thing that's wonderful about it because it's the people that feel insecure and are ego-based that want to step on other people, not the people that really love themselves. Because that love, it, it, you know, it comes out of our hearts. We want others to love themselves also, right? Because if everybody loved themselves 100%, what would this world look like? A lot different than it looks right now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's why I love that you started it out with that. Because it's, it, that's the bottom line. 
that's mm-hmm. self-love. And, and, and how do we get there? I mean, first of all, is self-awareness. We can't do mm-hmm. anything about something we're not aware of. So first of all, right. we got to spend some time and figure out why we do the things we do. Why do we attract certain kind of people into our life? Why do we get triggered mm-hmm. by some people when, and not others? Mm-hmm. Um, why do we get stuck in these ruts of behavior and, and patterns of self-sabotage in our relationships that sometimes feel like it's the same boring movie? Might be a different mm-hmm. actor, different co-lead, but the same kind of crap coming up, coming up the same arguments, the same, mm-hmm. the same stuff. And so at some point, we've got to get honest and, and say, hey, wait a minute, there's only one common denominator in every one of these relationships, every it's one me. of these arguments, <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> so why do we do the things we do? Um, right. And so self-awareness opens the door to self-acceptance, which then makes possible self-love. Mm, that's perfect. Okay. So we just came up to our first break. So let's take our break here because there's more things I want to talk about. I especially want to talk with you about boundaries. I think that's important. Stay tuned, guys. And we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Hi, I'm Melissa Caprio from Postcards to the Universe, creating the life you crave. Do you believe in magic? What if I told you all you had to do was get a little creative and work a dream spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Well, guess what? I've got the spell for you. Postcards to the Universe, a global movement for manifestation, is a casting magical tool for you to use whenever you want. How does living in passion sound to you? Join me in my movement where you get to create in the magical playground. Let's think outside the box and do some playful conjuring. By casting out our desires with a manifesting postcard, we explore our hearts and allow the alchemy of our dreams to appear. And don't forget to tune in each week here on Ohm Times Radio with my show, Postcards to the Universe, Creating the Life You Crave at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I share tips on creativity, abundance, and prosperity, and you will be introduced to the coolest guests, trailblazers, mystics, and creatives who enrich our lives. Welcome back. So if you're just joining me today, I have author of Soulful Power and TEDx speaker, Christian De La Huerta on, and we were talking about self-love and personal power before the break. So we're going to continue this conversation. And I was thinking you said something before about um, we get, sometimes when we give our power away, we we end up being resentful, right? Because... We're not honoring ourselves. So to me, that has a lot to do with boundaries. And I read something somewhere and I thought it was really interesting and I never forgot it, that no is a complete sentence. Like you don't have to say no because I have to dot, 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 dot. If somebody asks you something you can do, you can just say no. And that is still difficult for me to do. But it, it's it's so true. No is a complete sentence. Why do I have to give you a reason why I don't want to do something? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think most of us have struggled with that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, goes back, it goes back to the beginning again, to the beginning of the conversation. It goes back to self-love. And the deeper that that we the more than we know each ourselves the deeper that we get to fall in love with ourselves and the stronger our sense of self the stronger our, our self-esteem but the less that we depend on anything outside of ourselves we don't need anybody's any external validation we don't need anybody's approval we we 
don't depend on what anybody thinks or says or what society or, or the culture or anybody thinks we should say or do or be with our lives. And, and so, so yeah. And so boundaries come from that. It, it's part of self-care. So getting very clear about what works for us, what doesn't work for us mm-hmm. and, and learning yeah. how to communicate that courageously. Cause yeah, it, it takes courage, um, compassionately mm-hmm. and, gracefully meaning in a way that it can be heard. Um, so not, not pointing the finger, not accusing, not making the other person wrong, uh, but just getting really, really care about ourselves, our emotions, what's, what, what's right for us and what's not, mm. which is yeah. connects back to connects back to power. That's part of, that's part mm-hmm. of that soulful power that you were asking me about before the break. And, and so part of, part of the way that we saw, we, we saw that conflict, that ambivalence about power is realizing that there are different kinds of power, that we're talking about different things. So, for example, I talk about worldly power or ego power, mm-hmm. which is that the way that the world thinks about power. So we tend to associate power with people who, have, who are famous, who, or who have money, who are high up in some kind of... Um, you know, some kind of hierarchy, whether it's the, the corporate ladder or some kind of institution. But the thing about all, all those kinds of powers is that they're outside of us. And because they're outside of us, they're fickle. They can be here today and gone tomorrow. Sure. Um, as many people have discovered in the pandemic, you know, with companies, jobs disappearing and, co- and companies going belly under. Yeah. Uh, I mean, going belly up. Um, and so... That worthy kind of power also 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 has an agenda, so it's always trying to get something for itself, um, mm-hmm. and it's trying to prove how powerful it is. So it's, it's just, so it's self-aggrandizing. It blows itself up to seem bigger than it actually is. Whereas the other kind of power, soulful power, spiritual power, uh, mm-hmm. comes from within. Like it's inside each and every one of us. And like I said before, nobody can take it away from us. It, it's in there. We're the only ones who give it away. And, and, and it's humble. It, it's about mm-hmm. service rather than selfishness or, 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 or trying like, like an agenda. It doesn't have an agenda. And it's humble, meaning that it doesn't need to prove anything mm-hmm. to anybody. So I think about, you know, a Gandhi or a Gandalf, and you're, if you're into the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. in their simple monastic robes, their sandal feet, you would never know from looking at them how much power they hold until it's necessary, and then get out of the way. Gandhi brought the British Empire to its knees when it was at its highest point in terms of global reach without shooting a single gun or landing a Mm -hmm. single punch. Talk about power. That's power, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that really is. um, I think of power internal as a feeling of, for me, just when you talk about it, it feels like, Somewhere deep inside, no matter what is swirling on around you, that feeling like I'm going to be okay. Like I'm going to be okay. No matter what is going on somewhere, I'm just going to be okay. Like it's like a grounding feeling. Would you consider, is that, is, would that be a symptom of feeling a soulful power inside yourself? Sure. Sure. It's having that, 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 attitude, that relationship with life, you know, rather than walking mm-hmm. through life, like either combatively, like it's me against mm-hmm. the world or completely victimized as look, oh, what life has done to me, if only this, or if only that hadn't happened, or if only the system was, was in this, or mm-hmm. the system was set up a different way. If only, if only, if only that's a very victimized victim relationship mm-hmm. to life. Yeah. 
And and so what you're talking about is like it's such a, a level of grounded empowerment. It's like, okay, life, here I am. Mm-hmm. I know that no matter what curveball you throw my way, because it will, life will continue mm-hmm. throwing curveballs our way. But I know that I can always choose how I respond, how I show up in response to that. Mm-hmm. And, and that simple reframe is like, all right, it's, it's sort of like an I got this relationship mm-hmm. to life. And, and that's incredibly empowering, and it's very centered. So I think of, I know I think you're in South Florida too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in South Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I know not, you're a Miami guy. <laughs> I know you're a Miami yeah, I'm not, guy. <laughs> not yeah. currently, but right now I'm in, in Ecuador. But I've lived mm-hmm. my family in Miami, so I've lived in and out of Miami through most of my life. Um, but it's so we know storms, right? We know hurricanes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's oh, the God, eye yeah. of the storm thing. Right, mm-hmm. it's the eye of the storm. No, so we allow people's expectations, their judgments, mm-hmm. uh, what the system is set up to be, uh, you know, the, uh, other people's dramas, all that kind of stuff. We allow it to surround us, and we don't have to engage. We don't have to get sucked into it. That's mm-hmm. going through life centered, um, mm-hmm. aware, and present, and man- maintaining our ground. That's that's empowerment too. Yeah, and it's okay if you get pulled off track. Right. I mean, it happens to all of us. We're not perfect. We're here to learn. So you may get triggered. You may get engaged. You may plug into something and you may say to yourself, oh, why did I go there? (laughs) You know, but it's okay that you do that. You just got to get the tools to learn how to bring yourself back, you know, to get yourself back. Exactly. Exactly. There's there's no, we're not going for perfectionism. Perfectionism doesn't even exist. It's just an (laughs) overcompensation. You know, exactly. and, and I'm a recovering, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Okay. Uh, but, 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 <laughs> yeah. but, you know, cause I was, I had to be 4.0 in high school, 4.0 in college, mm. uh, teachers fed, editor of the paper in high school, um, et cetera. And, and right. if we think about it, perfectionism is really overcompensating for not feeling good enough. So we have to, mm. Oh, we have to like prove, go like way out of our world, out of our way, and prove to the world and to ourselves that we are good enough. But the thing about that, as you know, is that it's insatiable. Right. Like there's no amount of worldly success that is ever going to fill that little suppressed part of us that doesn't feel good enough. Like yeah. in my case, I can't be president of the U.S. because I'm naturalized. But if I were, mm. it wouldn't be enough. Mm. Then I'd right. have to be president of, of North America, and then North and South America, and, <laughs> and then, then the Earth, and then the solar system, and, and right. on and on and on. It's, it's just it's never, never enough. enough. The only way yeah. through that is, is healing that little part of us that doesn't feel good enough. Right. And I know that can happen. I know that can happen because it happened to me. Yeah, and we're a work in progress. I mean, if you're, if you're what Always. did you say? You're a recovering perfectionist. I'm a recovering <laughs> self-criticizer. You know, because it's like I, my mom would say you were so hard on yourself because I could criticize myself like no other. So I'm super hyper aware of what I say to myself now. <clears throat> I mean, not all the Good. time, 100 percent, 24 hours a day. But oh, boy, I've come a long way. But I catch myself. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can be vicious to myself, you know. So, yeah, those are things that we need to watch. And it is it's it's that feeling of not feeling good enough. I'm not enough. Enough for right. who? Who are you not enough for? That's the thing you got to ask right. yourself. When you think you're not enough, who are you not enough for? <laughs> right? right. <clears throat> and who, yeah, it's yeah. Whose who standards are you comparing yourself to? <laughs> exactly. And, what, and I mean, what impossible standards, probably? 
Right. I mean, and, and you know, the self, self, um, the media doesn't help and social media doesn't help because we perfectionism and everybody's perfect and their lives are perfect is all we see, but that's not the real story. That's, that's just no, the glossy, not. that's just the glossy picture you're seeing. That's not the real story. Yeah. Glossy so, and Photoshop. <laughs> And Photoshop. Oh, I know that to be true. I could spot a Photoshop picture a mile away. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. And, so, and yet, that, and yet yeah, we allow ourselves we to compare it to, yeah, right. we compare ourselves to these impossible standards of beauty that, that are not even real. Yeah, exactly. And everybody, of course, nobody, you know, nobody posts their garbage. Well, some people do, but most people don't post their, you know, I'm exhausted on Facebook. They, you know, they post their vacation shots, you know, not their dirty dishes. You know what I mean? Or their kids (laughs) screaming and having meltdowns. That's not what they're posting. (laughs) So I want to talk like, like we touched on boundaries, but, but I feel like it's, it's important. So what would you suggest for us to develop, what should we be doing to try to develop healthy boundaries with other people in our lives, especially families? I mean, you're you're Cuban, right? You're Cuban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you, I, yeah. So you, I'm Italian. So we have big families. You know, sometimes they're yeah. codependent. They overstep, right? You know. So how do yeah. we establish healthy boundaries? with you know especially family but friends too sometimes we don't we don't always want to say no like what could we do yeah you know it goes back to what we've been talking about it goes back to self-esteem because the the reason we override our true desires and our dreams and our and what we what we want is because out of fear of rejection or fear Mm -hmm. that they're not going to like us or whatever um and so the stronger that the the work is really on ourselves so the, the stronger that we build our self-esteem, our self-love, then the, the more that we can stand on our own and, and be free as that eye of the storm and be free of what other people think and not need anybody's validation. Um, and then we can make free choices, you know, like, do I really want to do that? And of course, well, sometimes we're going to do stuff that we don't want to do it out of love because we love them. But not out of some sense of guilt or, uh, or, or, you know, like the unhealthy motivators of that behavior. Like we, 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 and we weave into that, into that equation, self-care. It's like, yeah, I really, I really want to help you with, you know, clean out the garage, but I haven't had a, uh, you know, and, and I love you so-and-so, but you know what? I haven't had a, 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 an open weekend in three months, and and I really need to take care of myself this weekend. How else can I support you? Can I, can I help hire somebody to help you clean? Right. right. So so we, we talk it out. We walk, we walk, we work through this stuff. Um, and, yeah, it's not, sometimes it's not comfortable. Sometimes we have difficult, awkward conversations. But it's so much better for the relationship in the long run, because what what we tend to do is we say yes, and when we feel no, and then like you were talking about before, we resent it. It turns into resentment, and then that stuff doesn't go away. It's just lingering under the surface, and then then we start acting out on those on those suppressed resentments with with you know passive aggressive behavior mm-hmm. with um, you know with barred comments with a with a joke that has a little hook on it mm-hmm. um, and. And so much better, much cleaner to to be up front. To, and, and that that also work entails getting clear. Like we have to get clear first about what we like, what we don't like, what works for us, what doesn't work for us before before we can even communicate this to anybody else. Mm, yeah, that's so true. I mean, you could just see how it manifests in road rage. 
I mean, the way people go get crazy when they get cut off just tells you they're feeling resentful. Boy, they're, you know, something in their own life because that the, the road rage when it's taken to and it's just taken to levels that's not appropriate. So something's going on. There's a boiling point underneath, right? Because, yeah, you know, if somebody doubt. cuts you off, you roll your eyes and you move on. You know, you don't want to chase them yeah. down and got, you know, we've heard terrible stories and people chase people with guns. It's, it's insanity. So something is deeply, yeah. deeply going on inside. And that to me is they're full of resentment, probably because they have no, they have no boundaries. And obviously they don't, they don't love themselves because they yeah. wouldn't be doing that. So it's, yeah, we yeah. can see how it and manifests it in the world. We can see how it manifests. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes back to the emotions, right? Because mm-hmm. how many times have we stuffed what we really felt and not set right. up because we were afraid to, to rock the boat or upset somebody. Right. So, sure. so we maintain that illusion of peace. Um, mm-hmm. and, but that what used to be spiritual teaching that everything mm-hmm. is, is energy. Now we know from quantum mm-hmm. physics that everything is energy. So that means that this couch I'm sitting on my, the table, the, 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 the phone that I'm holding in my hand, mm-hmm. the body, the emotions, it's all energy. And we know from physics too, energy cannot be destroyed. So every time we suppress that stuff, it doesn't go away. It, it gets right. stuffed in the in the tissues of the body, and after years and and decades and a lifetime of suppressing our emotions, we walk around with layers upon layers upon layers of unhealed pasts mm-hmm. and repressed emotions. Mm-hmm. And then we're trying to have a, a relationship in the present, and it's all getting filtered through that mm-hmm. through that lifetime of of suppression, and 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 that's why we walk around like like volcanoes because what what happens is that we stuff it we stuff it we stuff it that energy is going to come out one way or another so either <laughs> right. we we stuff it and then the next unfortunate one comes and says that something the wrong way and boom right. explosion boom. volcanic explode. eruption which causes harm you know we cause harm to yeah. our relationships we and we've all done that we've all reacted and then regret it what we did or oh. said oh. We, every oh. every one of us has done that Right. Yeah, and so then the, the other the other possibility is we suppress, 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 suppress. That energy has to come out one way or another. So it starts seeping out and, mm-hmm. and showing up as bodily symptoms, heart mm-hmm. attacks, mm-hmm. ulcers, cancer. So we've yeah. got to get this. We've got to get this. And we've got to learn how to accept our emotions, how to identify our emotions and how to communicate them in a way that can be heard. Right. Responsibly, mm. not like a two year old having a tantrum, um, right. but responsibly and, and courageously and compassionately. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, we're going to take our second break and um, we'll talk more when we come back. So, guys, stay tuned and I'll be back in just a couple of minutes with Christian. Welcome back. So, Christian, before the break, we were talking about. how unprocessed emotions uh, manifest either outwardly or inwardly. And I'm one of those people that it manifests in my body. I'm super sensitive and and I'm an empath also. So my body will, will manifest something. And that's how I know something's going on. (laughs) Right. I'm like, Oh, I got to look at this. You know, why is this happening? Right. So since, 
Yeah, it's interesting. I've had some things develop during the pandemic, which were unrelated to COVID, you know, so that's it. And it came up. So for me to do some more inner work, because it's always a process. It never stops. You never stop. It's like peeling an onion. There's always another layer underneath. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know what? How boring, how boring would it be if there wasn't an end to it? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I could be a little bored for just a bit, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, but yeah. you know, there, there are something. There are some things that stop. Like, like in my in my experience, mm-hmm. like I've thought I've thought that self inflicted mind um, f bomb. Um, mm-hmm. You know the the number that we do on ourselves. Like I've stopped that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I can see it when it's rearing, rearing, trying to rear up its little head and I can nip it at the butt. Um, right. I think there's always also an end to suffering. Mm-hmm. Not, not that there's an end to pain. There's always right. going to be pain in life. Like right. people are going to come, people are going to go, mm-hmm. loved ones are going to pass. Mm-hmm. We're going to witness mm-hmm. horrible tragedies in the world. Right. But it doesn't have to stick in us as suffering. Um, and which goes back to the discussion of the emotions, because what happens is if we don't express our grief, mm-hmm. If we don't find a way to give it voice, it congeals, it, it turns into depression. And if we don't express our anger, it turns into rage, as, as we were right. talking about before. So oh, we've yeah. got to get this. Yeah, we definitely have to. Mm-hmm. And, and you talk about self-sabotaging behaviors. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that, because a lot of us do that, right? We'll be on a great path. We'll be doing so well. And then all of a sudden, we'll pick up that cigarette. Well, take that drink. We'll maybe go back to a relationship that's not good for us. Like, why? Why do we do that? I mean, it's a big, it's a big conversation. I think we've all right. done that too at right. some point. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or, or a huge project, and there's an important meeting coming up, and we show up late, or, or we okay. miss it, or something. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so lots, of, lots to say about that. We, in my retreats, we spend a lot of time on that, as figuring out why we do the things we do. Um, mm-hmm. But, and, and another expression of that is, is with our relationships, like like you started mm-hmm. to talk about, that mm-hmm. sometimes feel, feels like 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 in that same boring movie. Like I've been here before. Mm-hmm. I recognize mm-hmm. this pattern. Um, so. Why do we, that's, that's why it's so important to do this work and, and everything we're talking about, it takes work, right? It's, it doesn't mm-hmm. come easy in the beginning. It, it becomes second nature the more we do it and it becomes easier, but, it, but it's work. Mm-hmm. And that's why this book that we're talking about, Awakening the Soul of Power, which is the first of a series of three, it's mm-hmm. part of a, the series is titled Calling All Heroes because mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. It's heroic work. Like to be mm-hmm. willing to ask these hard questions. Why do we do the things we do? Why do we believe the things that I believe? Why, why does this person trigger me? And, and when mm-hmm. it doesn't trigger my friend, Melissa, but it triggers mm-hmm. me. So why does, why does she get my goat? Um, mm-hmm. And, and why, why do we get stuck in these patterns of self-defeating and negative behaviors? Um, and it's, so it's work, but it is incredibly, infinitely, rewarding because the ultimate outcome is freedom so that we get Mm -hmm. to do what we want to do and we get to do things out of choice not because of we're we're, we're being motivated by something unhealed in us that happened when we were five or ten or fifteen and and we're still coming from that unhealed and repressed stuff because it was too intense to look at at that age we just weren't ready but the the so like for example our parents got divorced using that as an example and when we were young and like, like for so, like it's the case for so many. 
And rather, you know, like we didn't, at that age, we didn't understand about adult relationships. We didn't know anything about relationships. We didn't know about what was going on between them. We didn't know how, how they were taught to do relationships by their parents and their parents before that and their parents before that. We didn't yeah. know what was going on in their heads in terms of, you know, mental imbalances or chemical imbalances or, or substance abuse. We took it on. We made it about ourselves. Right. And and so we we reached these huge conclusions about ourselves. It was like, oh my God, how could how could daddy leave or how could mommy leave? Doesn't don't mm-hmm. they love me? And then the you know the deeper conclusion is like, well what does it mean that they don't love me? What does it say about right. me? What's wrong right. with me? And there you go. And and there you go. And but that's too intense for us to look at. So mm-hmm. we suppress it. But again, just because we suppress it, it doesn't go away. That's that's been underneath the surface, impacting every one of our relationships. And if yeah. and if we're approaching a project or a relationship with that underlying belief that there's something wrong with me, well, there you go. That's why we that's why we sabotage ourselves because we don't deserve it. Mm, yeah, and that it. really plays out in relationships, Roman- yeah. especially romantic relationships. Romantic For relationships sure. are a perfect place to look in your life about what's playing out what what stories what subconscious stories are running the show yeah oh yeah for sure because <laughs> like, sure. it brings sure. everything right up to be healed and yeah, it's an opportunity do. for us to heal it but most of us what, what do you do we run away from it oh it's not working exactly. oh they're this exactly. and then we repeat it with the next person and the next person exactly exactly yeah. and again and again <laughs> and that's, those are the those are the self-sabotaging patterns right there. And so what's important to do is that the only way out of that is to go inside and to face those inner demons and to remember stuff and to maybe feel stuff that's not fun to feel or remember. Mm-hmm. But it is so worthwhile because what we get to is that we realize that those conclusions that we made about ourselves were not real. They weren't true. Mm-hmm. They were misunderstandings of, of young minds that just didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's important and necessary and heroic work. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is heroic work. It's not for the faint of heart. But it's very rewarding when you see yourself getting through it. And when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, oh, okay. You know, you're like, oh, yes. okay. You know, you do. You feel the power. You feel inside powerful. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. It's not easy, but it's good. No. It changes <laughs> everything. Life changes. Our relationships actually have a chance of working. Mm-hmm. We, if you, if you want to have a sense of, of personal empowerment, if you want to have a life that is filled with meaning, with purpose, you've got to go within. There's no way around it. There's no way. As far as I can see. Yeah, as far as I can see, too. And as far as anybody that I've ever talked to who's come out on the other side will say the same thing. They've had to go through it. You have to go through it. you got to work through it. Um, And now you talk, you do, you teach people breath work, too, because that helps us move some stored energy that's stuck in our bodies, right? Like if there's something that happened, maybe like something happened and we've processed it emotionally and we worked through it, but yet we still, it still can be stored in our body and that's having a hard time of our body to let go of it. And that's what the breath work does. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And again, that's a huge other conversation. Yeah, sure. Um, I have a TEDx talk about the power of the breath, but but here's, here's the, here's the, you know, here's the gist of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so my, my father was a psychiatrist, my degree is in psychology. I was on a track to get a PhD. 
When okay. I discovered breathwork 30 years ago, I jumped tracks. I never went for a PhD, and here's why. And with all due respect for psychotherapy mm-hmm. in the right hand, sure. um, with clear goals, it can be profoundly healing and transformative and supportive. And sure. we all know that you can sit on somebody's couch for 10, 20, 30 years because they come to me um, mm-hmm. after, after that length of time, rehashing the same old crap, and nothing mm-hmm. has happened. Right. Why is that? Because that, that's because the trauma, what happened to uh-huh. us when we were five or 10 or 15 or whatever, is no longer, no longer lives in the mind. It has been somaticized and now lives in the body, in the tissues right. of the body. So no amount of talking about it alone is going to get to it. Right. Um, like understanding what happened and the effect of it for sure is better than not knowing at all. But, of but often is not enough. I would say most of the time is not enough. And so what happens with the breath work is that it bypasses the mind, and we just breathe in a certain very powerful way for about an hour, an hour and a half. And mm-hmm. that life force that, that, that we're breathing in and, and that, that we're taking on into our body um, clears, bypasses the mind, and it clears that stuff, that, those unhealed experiences and those energy blockages that are in the body. Um, and it's very powerful. It's not to be done initially. You know, you can be taught how to do it yourself, but initially it can be really powerful. Like people can relive whatever it was that was suppressed or repressed. People can have huge emotional releases, emotional cathartic, cathartic, cathartic moments. Um, and, and it has permanent effects and it heals at every level. Melissa, it heals not only emotionally and mentally, but also um, emo- like spiritually and even physically. And yes, I know that sounds too good to be true, that from breathing, just from breathing, that can happen. But you know what? I can't argue with results. It works. Right. Well, I believe it works because I believe in energy healing. And it's just another form of, of, of your moving the energy out of the way. So it makes total sense to me. <laughs> Why wouldn't it work? Yeah. You know, if we, like you said yeah. in the beginning, we can prove now that everything is energy. It's proven scientifically. So why wouldn't emotions be an energetic, you know, dis-ease stored in the body? Yeah, why is that yeah. not possible? That, to me, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I've worked with, and I think more and more people are opening up to that kind yeah. of thinking. Like I've worked with um, high-level CEOs, um, in, in high-tech industry and other industries and communications, um, millionaires, billionaires all over the world, in China, in Silicon Valley. Mm. I'm going back in, in, in May, you know, spent two months in California. I'm going back in May. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it works. People have amazing, amazing, amazing results with it. Sure. Yeah. Now, do you, do you have to do it? Um, are you teaching it now uh, in person back again? I mean, you said you're going there in May because of the pandemic. I know you said you stepped back a little bit from your workshops and everything. Are you doing those again? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't started the workshops yet, but I have been okay. working selectively one-on-one or, or with very small groups, you know, eight to mm-hmm. 10 people. Um, and they take care of making sure everybody's vaccinated or that's had a COVID mm-hmm. test because, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to, I've got to facilitate, I've got to create a safe environment, not only yeah. emotionally and psychologically and spiritually, which I can do, but now we have to weave in physically too. Like we're going to be sure. breathing powerfully together in the same room. Right. Uh, and you don't so, want to be wearing a wa- a mask when you're trying to do <laughs> right. No, it breathing like that. It no, doesn't work. I, no, I, tr- of course I, tried it. I tried it and it doesn't work. Right. 
Okay. Now, do yeah. you do you work with people like on Zoom, like online? If like somebody, I do. if somebody's listening, okay, yeah, if somebody's listening today and they're not anywhere near you, but they want to work with you to work through some old trauma that maybe they believe is stored. They can do you can do it one on one through Zoom. Um, selectively, you know, so like I don't, I wouldn't work. Yeah, like I wouldn't work yeah, with somebody that I don't know anything about. But if it's somebody okay. who comes referred by referred by a therapist, somebody who has mm. a, a support system back home, okay. I have okay. done those selectively. The thing, the thing is, like you just never know what right. what lies in, underneath the, the the surface of the sure. psyche, and what's going to be triggered. Like in person, I have no hesitation. Like I know how to handle it, how to right. intervene, how to support, how sure. to facilitate. Virtually, not so much. Right. And yeah, that so, makes sense but, because know, but, if something comes up and then they shut down the computer, they could be really, right. yeah, yeah, that's true. I click think about and there's it, nothing I right. can do. Right, yeah. Nothing I can sense. do if they click. Um, and so, but I, but I do have other programs like virtual programs that, mm-hmm. that ease up and that don't necessarily have the, the, the breathwork mm-hmm. component. Like I have a, mm-hmm. a year-long coaching program. Um, and, and, you know, I can do coaching one-on-one virtually. So there's, there are a lot of different possibilities. Okay. Okay. And you talk a lot about this, all of the work that you're doing in your book. Yes. So anybody can read your book and, and see the work that you're doing. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if you know, I don't, feel. I don't think, yeah, they can, they can definitely, the book is accessible yeah. anywhere. You can yeah, get it at right. your local bookstore if you want to support them and you can get it on mm-hmm. Amazon. In terms of reaching me, they can um, probably my website is the best way to do that. So soulfulpower.com. Um, okay. And for anybody who goes to soulfulpower.com and, and gets on my email list, and we all know it's, you got to click unsubscribe if it doesn't work mm. for you down the road. Mm. But for anybody who signs up, we'll, we'll send them a copy of, of a sample chapter from the book that will not talk about okay. what it means to live heroically in the 21st century. We'll send them some power practices that are designed to to integrate those teachings so that they don't stay at the level of information. Right? We don't need more information. We've got information overload. What we need is transformation. And and that comes from really taking on the stuff and applying it to our lives. Um, and then we'll send them a recorded uh, teaching and guided meditation short. Um, I think 15 minutes or so, the, the, both of them. Um, and, and it's about trust. And I created that in the midst of the pandemic. So, so helping people to find that place of eye of the storm in the midst of mm-hmm. crisis. You know, how do we find a place of trust in the midst of, of crisis and uncertainty and, and chaos? Mm, yeah, it's true. Well, thank you so much. I mean, we only have like, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, maybe <laughs> before we end, but it's been such a pleasure having you on today, Christian. I learned a lot. And, um, I think people really got a lot out of listening to you talk about being, you know, powerful in our own bodies and our own souls and our own hearts. It's really important to find that inner power. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, and, yeah. and it really will change your life. So guys, please check him out. Go to his website, Soulful Power. Thank you, Christian, for being here. And thank you guys for listening to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. And of course, I'm wishing everyone a wonderful week filled with joy, abundance, and love. Peace.